Welcome to Vision is More Than 2020, a podcast aimed at talking about your vision, your eyes, and how they play a role in overall visual and systemic function. Dr. Zolnicki and Lakowski, with the help of various guests, will work to help you understand more about your visual system and all the pieces to the vision puzzle. Welcome to the second episode of Vision is More Than 2020. This episode is going to talk about vision development and what infants see. The reason why this is the topic for today is we have some really exciting news for episode two. Dr. Lakowski had her baby boy, Theodore Clark Lakowski. Both mommy and baby are doing fantastic. And it sort of inspired this episode because I think every new parent wants to know what does my baby see? Um, so Dr. Lakowski will be back in action on the podcast in a few weeks. Um, but for the next few, it'll just be myself, Dr. Zolnicki, kind of talking about vision in all different aspects. Let's jump in. Um, so when does the eye start to develop, right? Let's talk about that. It actually starts in utero at seven weeks. So your cornea, the clear covering to the colored part of your eye, your pupils, your lens, and your retina, all the basis of your eyes is when uh, it really starts to develop right away. Uh, Seven weeks pregnant. Some women don't even know they're pregnant at this time. And then around 10 weeks is when eyelids start to form and the eyes actually remain closed until just about the third trimester. Into the third trimester is when the baby can start opening the eyes and can actually start to appreciate some light and, um, you know, can identify things in in utero. Uh, Some doctors do say if you can't get your baby to move, to shine a light, and sometimes you can start to get them to move. Um, So even though the eyes are developing and all the structural pieces are intact uh, through development in utero, the brain can't process all of that visual information, which is why the first year of life and good visual input and really um, good interactive play with your baby during that first year is so critical for vision development. I think the most common question that I get when someone in my life has a new baby, whether it be family, friends, or even peripheral friends, uh, what can my baby see, right? You want to know, can they see who I am? Do they know who I am? And the answer to that is a little complicated. Uh, A newborn's vision is fairly poor. Um, They have like the equivalent of the large letter E or even worse than that. When they first come out, they can see, you know, within a few inches, which is why when you hold them, you hold them close. But adult level acuity in children or babies, I should say, isn't really there until about when they turn age one and it continues to develop uh, even further into adolescence um, and really reach reaches adult-like sharpness um, by three to five years of age. Um, so your baby can't see that much in terms of clarity uh, initially, but it does develop fairly quickly in that first year of life. And with that, we talk about refractive error, right? What is refractive error? It's what's the uh, need for glasses, I guess, is the best way to put it. Does the child have astigmatism or does they are they farsighted or nearsighted? Um, and the reason why the acuity 
in infants is so poor is because they are typically very largely farsighted with a lot of astigmatism. So as the eyeball is growing and developing that first year of life, it affects um, the refractive error. There's actually a process in the eye called emotropization. Emotropia is what we call quote-unquote perfect vision, where there is no refractive error, no need for glasses. So through from birth through about 24 months, the child is going through this process where the body is sort of, the goal is to get to that um, perfect, quote unquote, perfect state of vision. Um, So it's really, really critical during those first 24 months that we have really good visual input and stimulation and active uh, development of visual skills. Now, we'll go back to when to get some uh, eye exams and how to know that your child's eyes are developing um, a little later in the podcast. But it's really important to know that those first 24 months are really, really, really critical to uh, good visual development in your child. So the other question that I get a lot is, what color uh Can my baby see in color? What's the first color that they see? And the answer to that is that they can really only see in black and white initially. They are only able to appreciate high contrast images. That's why infant books and even, uh, you know, the early uh, toys for them are in black and white with big shapes um, and big animals. Some people even go as far as, and I'm guilty of this, putting um, black and white images uh, in the crib, uh, you know, or on the floor while they're doing uh, tummy time to try and get them stimulated as early as possible. Now, in terms of what is the first color that they see, it's actually red. So again, if you kind of do inventory of your baby toys, you'll see it's a lot of black, white, and red initially. And the reason is, is because those are the first images that the baby can really pick up on. Now, they is, you know, it's difficult to study these things, but uh, some of the research is saying that um, color starts to develop around two months, um, and it's fully developed by the first year of life. Um, So, Others think that it really gets refined even further into toddlerhood and adolescenthood, um, but we definitely know that they can, that color vision really starts to come in in the first few months, which is one of the first things that is developed in uh, the child. And the next big thing, right, that we think about, especially nowadays with all of this, these 3D movies and virtual reality, is when do the two eyes start gathering information together? and developing that 3D vision. And that has been shown to uh, develop between three and six months of age. And if you think about this, all of these developmental milestones really correlate with the motor development of your baby. Around three to six months, right, they are starting to sit up a little bit and reach and grab for things. And that is how they're developing these visual skills is by the experiences that they're able to, um, you know, that they're now able to move and do with. And this is this is really the the critical piece to understand in vision development is the visual experiences and the motor development of the baby contributes tremendously to accurate visual development. 
So to kind of review, uh, the babies, when they first come out, they don't see very, very well, um, but it develops fairly quickly. Um, and they really start to um, recognize your face um, and can respond to you by that that six month mark um, and continues that the acuity just continuously improves as they as they grow. Um, color vision is developed pretty early on. Um, that first color that they see is red and their 3D vision really, again, starts to develop around that three to six month mark. So overall, your your baby sees fairly well um, by, by about six months and starting to really um, interact. And I think any parent or anybody that's around babies can attest to that, right? There's like this huge change in your child um, around that five, six, seven month mark where they realize that they are completely aware of their surroundings and what's going on and are interested in what you have and what you're doing. I know for my daughter, I remember around five months old, she became really interested in what we were eating. And that that was sort of funny because before that she, you know, she was fairly uninterested in, you know, what we were doing. And then I started to realize, oh, she's watching me eat and watching me put food in my mouth and wanted to start that process of um, eating. You know, she was really interested in it. So it, it's, um, I, challenge you to take note of the babies around you and watch them a little bit more closely and you can see their wheels turning and see them learning and developing not only their motor skills and understanding of the world but it's all contributing to the development of their vision. So let's talk about things that you can do as a parent, a caretaker, a, a doctor, a um, friend of somebody that has a baby, what sort of things can you do with a baby to help encourage good visual development? One of my most favorite books and something I love to gift to new parents is a book called Active Baby, Healthy Brain. It's 135 fun activities and exercises to maximize child's brain development from birth to five and a half years old. The author is Margaret Sass. It's a really easy read, um, and it's really fun. The page, it's, you know, each page is basically just a different thing to do with your child, and it's nothing crazy. It's things that you would automatically do with your baby. You know, hold them and swing them and play ball with them and play catch with them. But it it helps you understand the reasons of why you're doing these things with your child, uh, and where and how it helps. To develop their visual skills, their their motor skills, as well as their vestibular system, and it's really one of my most favorite books uh, because it's not something that you really ever see, um, and it's it's such an easy read. I, I highly recommend it. I'll link it in the in the bio so that you guys can click over. It's I think eleven dollars on Amazon, <laughs> and it it really is a great reference point um, for new parents. Um, so definitely take a look at that. But I, you know, back to very simple 
things to do with your baby. Interact with them. Get them to do um, early tummy time with pictures. Have them track and and scan and, um, you know, have them, you know, shake a rattle um, from left to right and watch the eye movements develop. Um, On that note, um, (laughs) when the baby first comes out, it is totally normal for them to kind of have a little bit of googly eyes. Uh, I get get a lot of new parents that say, oh my God, my child has a lazy eye. That's actually not the case. The the eye is not 100% myelinated, meaning um, the, what helps uh, the brain fire uh, efficiently um, isn't fully developed. So they're getting kind of wacky (laughs) input um, in the brain. So it's totally normal for your child to have um, (laughs) eyes that kind of go all over the place initially. If that persists or it's a constant turn, that's when um, there, there may be an issue. But it's totally normal for the babies to have those those googly eyes initially. Um, back to things that you can do with them. Um, you know, like I said, as an infant, just get on the floor and play with them. Um, show them all different things. Have them, you know, at that that six seven month mark where they're starting to sit up or um, move a little bit. Um, You want them to be able to gauge space differently. So you want to set things at different distances. You want them to reach and to figure out, okay, this distance is, I can touch with my hand. This one is a little further. And that really starts to develop how their two eyes are working together. And there are a lot of developmental milestones that we look for with babies, right? When do they sit up? When do they crawl? When do they walk? All of those things. There is um, a big discrepancy, um, and it's not technically a milestone of when they crawl, um, because some babies just don't do it. I'm a really big advocate for getting the baby um, down on the ground and to crawl, because it's really critical for body development, for the eye-hand-foot coordination of the body. Now, some babies don't crawl, and they're, they, they're fantastic athletes, um, but I, I'm a really big advocate for um, not pushing early, early, early walking with skipping over that crawling phase. Even if the crawling phase is very short, it's really critical, like I said, for that eye-hand-foot eye, uh, coordination. Um, and then as they're getting older, you want to expose them to things like one books, cause that's great for language development, <laughs> uh, but also being able to spot things within, within a book. Um, you want to do blocks, building blocks, building up, building side by side, um, puzzles and getting them. And you'll see this in that, that book, active baby, healthy brain, getting both sides of the body moving is so critical, um, for so many, um, developmental purposes, but definitely for the visual system to get the input from both sides of the body. Um, so really what I'm basically telling you is play with your baby. (laughs) That's the, the, the most important piece is interacting with um, the child and getting them to understand their visual world in in various different aspects. And this has never really been an issue before, but with the advent of screens and uh, phones and TV and all of these things, we're finding that parents aren't uh, playing with their children. They're just giving them 
a device to look at to quiet them down. And this is something that I'm really passionate about and really an advocate for is getting kids off of this off of the screens. The American Pediatric Association actually recommends that there is no screen time for children under the age of two years old, with the exception of FaceTime, <laughs> you know, video chatting. I think that a grandparent must have been on the American Pediatric Association board that put that in there. Um, but it's true because it's usually limited. They're not on it for very long. Um, but the sustained near point um, work for children and the lack of um, visual interaction that occurs while using these devices is something that really um, can negatively affect their visual system. We are seeing higher rates of nearsightedness or myopia um, in children and in the development, um, poor uh, focusing ability, things like that. And it all goes back to the critical stage of visual development um, in those, those early, early years. Now, I'm a parent myself, and I totally understand uh, some of you listening might say, oh my gosh, what do you mean? I've been letting my newborn look at Baby Shark, or you know, my one-year-old loves Baby Shark. It's the only thing that calms them down. And that's okay to be to utilize it in um, you know short little snippets, but it's when um, the child is on the device for um, an extended period of time where we start to really see the effects of the visual system. And the uh, to go on after those two years, it's recommended that uh, a child doesn't have any more than an hour worth of screen time between the ages of two and four, and that should actually be uh, guided uh, use of the screen. Um, so something like ABC Mouse while you're sitting with them and they're learning and playing, because these devices really have so much information and good to them. Um, you know, we are, we're seeing kids that are two, three years old that know their alphabets and can understand uh, numbers and it, it's actually insane the amount of uh, how, how intuitive kids are with these devices but um, it's the problem comes when we just let them sit and not actually do anything and they're just watching videos after videos where they're just clicking uh, you know I call them YouTube monsters where there is no um, cognitive um, connection to what they're seeing and what they're doing. And that's, again, where the problem comes in. So my best piece of advice is to use your devices judiciously. If you are on a eight hour flight, <laughs> totally okay to let your child use the device for a little bit of time. But on an everyday basis, really try to limit it um, and get get down and dirty with your kid and, and play with them so they have those um visual experiences that develop, that continue to develop their, not only their visual skills, but really their motor skills, which both are um, really, really important for academic and athletic success in the future. So now the other thing is, is that we always talk about when does how do I know if my kid is developing normally, right? You might be listening to this and saying, oh my goodness, I'm not sure if uh, my child has good vision or um, can they see? And the best um, thing that you can do for your child is to establish um, a relationship with an eye care provider from when they're an infant. 
there is this great program. It's called the Infancy Program. Um, that it's a nationwide program that uh, allows for babies between six and twelve months of age to be seen by uh, an infancy provider that uh, for no charge to the parents, so it doesn't matter if you have insurance or doesn't don't have insurance, to rule out any large refractive error, um, any eye turns, any binocularity issues, and then the baby is also dilated to look for any ocular health issues. Now you're probably wondering, what do you do with a baby in an eye exam when they're six to 12 months old? And this exam is very different than your normal eye exam. We're not asking them, is it better one or two? What we're really doing is we are objectively looking at that refractive error. We're looking at, are the two eyes, do they have similar refractive error? Are they um, utilizing the two eyes together? Are they able to fix and follow? Is there any muscle restrictions? Is there any large eye turn? Is there uh, anything ocular health-wise that we need to be concerned about? So it's really a baseline test to understand that your child is getting the you know, their first step into visual development is on the right track. And that is really, really, really critical. Um, not every eye doctor is comfortable seeing babies between six and 12 months of age. So I encourage you to go on um, the website. It's www.infancy.org.com. And oh, that makes no sense. Sorry, www.infancy.org. And you can find a provider um, that will um, that can do that for you um, and then after that if there is anything flagged um, the doctor may want to see them back in three to six months or they might need you know their first pair of glasses if everything is normal we then recommend that they are seen by age three um, <clears throat> and this is again they're typically a bit more responsive they can respond maybe to shapes and identify shapes um, and maybe even identify any color vision issues and look at the 3d vision de depending on the child and how much uh, we can get from them uh, again the child should be dilated at that point making sure that the refractive error is um, small and glasses aren't warranted after that i definitely recommend getting your kid in before they start kindergarten. In New York State, a child is required to have a dental exam and a hearing test, but the eye exam and the pediatrician seems to be enough for them to start school, which is sort of crazy because 80% of learning is visual. <laughs> so if there's any visual issue um, with your child before starting kindergarten, they're starting off on the wrong foot. And I think the most important thing to remember is that just because a child sees clearly doesn't mean that their two eyes are working together and their visual system is up to par. Um, so by getting them just checked that they can see 2020 isn't really enough. Um, you really need to go to a doctor that is going to assess the visual system in totality to make sure that the child is seeing as well as they can in terms of clarity, but also in terms of coordination between the two eyes, uh, their focusing muscle, as well as their tracking skills. I have a child in vision therapy um, in my office right now who's seven, and 
somehow she got missed all along the way that she could see really clearly in one eye. She sees 2020, no problem. Um, the other eye has a refract, a, a very, very large refractive error. Um, and in that eye, she couldn't even see the big E on the chart when I first met her. So she has what we call refractive amblyopia, meaning the one eye has less vision in, than the other. So at age seven, she's gotten through, you know, a few years of school and, you know, that she's reached a few roadblocks and they couldn't figure out why. And lo and behold, it was because her two eyes weren't working well together. The good news is, is we have her in a pair of glasses. She's working through vision therapy and that acuity is slowly coming down um, and her academic performance is improving. But it's frustrating from my perspective because there is absolutely no reason why this child should have been missed. Um, if she, if it was mandated to get a full, complete eye exam by an eye care provider, um, this should have been remediated when she was um, a child. Uh, you know, younger, I should say, when she was, you know, three, four, much, much younger. I think the take-home message for episode two of Vision is More Than 2020 is find an eye care provider that you trust for your child and for yourself. Vision is, and your eyes are so, so important for overall development and, and success academically, professionally, athletically, in, in every aspect of your life. So having that person guide that process is so, so critical. So I hope you guys learned a little bit about your eyes uh, on this episode, and I'm looking forward to connecting more with you. Uh, if you have any questions about eyes, vision development, um, you can find us on Instagram or Facebook and leave us a comment, um, and we will get back to you. Um, I hope you have a great day and looking forward to episode three.